Hey guys, uh, I hope uh, you enjoyed um, uh, our first two sessions of this leader retreat, leader weekend of um, kind of this dream of moving from uh, small groups to, to being more like house churches and the impact that could have on us as leaders and uh, the people in our church and um, of course our community. And so um, tonight we talked about uh, the why, um, why we do this. We kind of try to define what are the goals and the scoreboard for that. And then what are the essential practices to help us, to help us win? And so um, I wanted to record this little podcast for you guys. Just for, it's probably helped for five, ten minutes, not too long. You know, if you want to drive um, there to or hear from, wherever you want to do. Um, but talk through if we're going to shift from being more like a small group to being more like house churches I believe there's four shifts that we need to make Uh, and the first shift is this right here that you as a leader have to think like a pastor you know a a small group leader in a sense is is told what to do um, and and a pastor in in a sense is leading it's it's going from being a facilitator to a leader so you know a pastor, they, um, as a pastor, you have to expect something. You have to expect this is going to be difficult. We have to expect at times, you hear this, this is going to be lonely. We have to expect this is going to be a, a long road to travel. Paul uses the phrase in seeing Christ come to someone else as being like a pain of childbirth. That, that in a sense, is the expectation of of, of a pastor to know to, to count the cost as as Jesus said um, that's kind of what we should expect but what we should focus on is a few things what God can do as we in a sense give our lives away what God can do and second how do we stay in the game I think for us as pastors it's so important for us to Yes, not grow weary doing good, but even more than that, for us as pastors to constantly make sure our buckets are full. That that because our outputs in leading others in, in this kind of really profound way that's going to cost a lot of our lives, we have to make sure that our inputs are sufficient for the outputs of pastoral style ministry. And so um, we have to think like a pastor, which means we need to walk with God fiercely. That there's not off days of walking with God, that we desperately depend on God every single day for his grace and his mercy and his guidance in our life. So the first step in this kind of shift is, is on you, the leader, is we're hoping and asking that... Um, that you would grow in your leadership in such a way that you would begin to think in, 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 as not as a facilitator, but as a leader and as a pastor. That's the first shift. Second shift, we must constantly evaluate and adapt within our groups and churches. We must constantly evaluate these things. Look, small groups, they're one size fits all. I mean, you're given a curriculum, you're given a day of the week, you're given a guide, you do this, and you're going to be fine. That's a small group, and that's a good, and that's not a bad thing. But house churches, listen, they're all different. They come in all shapes and sizes, 
all different contexts, all kinds of people, all kinds of ways. Um, we have to be shrewd as we lead. We have to walk as the wise and not as the unwise as we lead these different things. I think about my group right now is we have in my group currently, uh, I believe, 14 adults and 20 kids. And a lot of those are young kids. And so my group is going to, of course, look much different than a group uh, like Michael and Lindsay Willis over in Triple, where they have six adults and six kids. That's a much different church, isn't it? Their group's all on one street together. My group is spread all over North Bossier and Denton. So the way we go about things is much, much different. Which goes to even one of the practices we talked about tonight of monthly coaching. Now, this goes to being thinking like a pastor as well. When, when you receive that monthly coaching as a team, what you're receiving is a chance to stop and get a, get a lay of the land, to see where you're at, to see what's going well, what's not working, to, to prayerfully seek and discern what are the practices you need to develop or the goals you have for this next year. And so as the best way that we evaluate and adapt to what's going on and to not focus on one size fits all, hear, hear this. There's a part of me, there's this process side of me that's almost like the robot side of me that really just wants us to be a one-size-fits-all thing. But I think God has something different. Because if we want to reach all kinds of people, we're going to need leaders who are leading in their own con context in all kinds of ways. And so we must constantly evaluate and adapt. A third shift. We must be intentional and consistent. We need consistent gatherings. And this is one of our practices we talk about to make sure you that you're going to have consistent gatherings. Now, in this, this is more of a coaching conversation than a teaching conversation. How you gather, when you gather, how much you gather, I believe it's specific to each group in the context. But what I would say is, whatever you do, be clear and consistent. If you say you're going to gather once, twice a month this way, be consistent in that season for gathering that way. Create familiar expectations. It's almost like um, with our kids, right? With our kids, um, they need consistency in order to thrive. Everyone needs consistency in order to kind of know what to expect and what to thrive. So we need consistent gatherings. We also need consistent communication, which is also one of our practices we talked about today, where every time you gather, we need to be reminding each other of why we do this. Because if not, we're always going to turn inward. We're always going to turn selfish. We're going to forget that we're called to pursue the lost. We're going to forget that we're called to serve the least. Or we're going to forget that we're called to take steps towards Jesus. That we're not just hanging out to hang out. Like There is real intentionality in what we're doing. And I think sometimes um, we like the big and the dramatic and the small and the consistent it's just less sexy, um, but I will tell you, um, even Jesus says the faith of a mustard seed. It's these small, faithful acts of love, consistency, and presence in the life of people. You intentionally, as we said, checking in weekly, consistently checking in weekly on your people has a great impact over a long period of time. And finally, um, our fourth shift as we think about this, um, when we go, go from a small group to a house church, is we have to we have to cheat towards 
I have this image. If you ever played baseball or watch baseball, when a runner is on first or second base, they'll, they'll lead off to try to steal second or third, whatever it might be, and they're cheating towards the base. Where, where they want to go, their, their body's going there. They're taking steps towards there. And hear this, friends. We must have a bias towards mission. We must cheat towards mission because the heartbeats, the end of these little house churches is to see a gospel presence planted among sick and lost people. Remember, our Savior, our Rabbi, our Teacher, He came to save and care for the sick, not for the well, and He has sent us out in the same way to love and care and pursue the lost. But there is this everything in our culture, everything in our Christian culture tends to prevent us from doing that. So you as a leader, you have to have have this almost biased, almost these steps and cheating towards the mission of God to help your people take shifts from just being a small group about ourselves to being a house church that exists for the world and for the sick and for the lost. Um, that's all I got, our four shifts. Think like a pastor. Second shift, constantly evaluate and adapt. Third shift, be intentional and consistent. Fourth shift, cheat towards mission. I'm praying for each of you. Uh, thank you guys for your time this weekend and for listening to this little podcast right here. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.